Welcome to our podcast series on IT modernization in government, underwritten today by Alfresco. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we're talking about the pros and cons of moving government agencies' data into the cloud. And we'll look at how modernizing your IT infrastructure using a modular approach will also provide your agency with more flexibility, reduce its costs, and increase innovation while maintaining compliance. Our guests today are two veteran IT experts. First, we're pleased to welcome Dan Kaysen, Head of Independent Software Vendor Alliances at Amazon Web Services Worldwide Public Sector Business. Dan previously led efforts working with developers to evangelize the use of new technologies in the public sector at Microsoft for many years before joining AWS in 2014 in his current role. Dan, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Great to be here. And also joining us today to provide an industry point of view is Ankar LaRoya, Vice President, Strategy and Corporate Development at Alfresco, a leading provider of digital business solutions. Ankar is an expert and global advisor in business transformation, information technology strategy, and enterprise resource planning and application integration strategies. He's also served on numerous advisory boards and panels, working with officials from the White House and GSA and many others. Uh, Ankar, welcome to the program today. Thank you, Wyatt. Very excited to be here. Great. Well, I think it's safe to say IT and senior agency leaders generally grasp the rationale for moving to the cloud, but agencies continue to wrestle with the task of how best to move forward in managing their data and applications in a multi-cloud environment. Ankar, let's start with you. You and your team have recommended taking a modular or Lego brick approach, if you will, to migrating applications to the cloud. First, what do you mean by that? And How does that contrast to how you see agencies attempting to move to the cloud today? That's a great question, Wyatt. And let me be very clear about what we mean by taking a modular approach. The promise of realizing value in the cloud is all about agility and it's all about speed. If we simply lift and shift applications into the cloud the way that they stand today from an on-premises data center into a cloud-based environment, while you get certain levels of synergy, you've essentially just moved the workload to the cloud. And so what we talk about and what we evangelize is really taking a more design thinking, design-centric approach, rationalizing the application's portfolio. And what I mean by that is really looking at the application and its component parts, decomposing them, decompiling key areas of functionality, and rebuilding those using cloud-native services. That's how you get agility. That's how you start to work in a microservices world and in a container-based environment. All things that create time to value and economies of scale in the cloud. And so it's almost like saying that we're going to take a very high-performance engine and drop it into a chassis in in a car that hasn't been optimized for that engine. And so we need to make sure that as we're dropping that engine into something, in this case, it'll be the cloud, is going to be able to really be hyper-performant as it comes to servicing that application or portfolio of applications. Dan, let me turn to you now. You've witnessed a tremendous sea change in the way the public sector looks at cloud computing and the evolution of services that makes migrating to the cloud easier for agencies. How would you characterize the way agencies are migrating their data and applications to the cloud these days? And what's different today than maybe even a year or two ago that agency leaders might not fully appreciate? 
I've seen significant change over the last four years since I've been here at AWS. Well, a little bit more than four years ago, there was a lot of resistance to moving to cloud and even agencies and organizations saying they would never do it. However, the value proposition of cloud at the time was really starting to be seen and felt. And in many cases, the catalyst for starting to move to cloud was based on that. There was a view of moving away from a capital expenditure to an operational expenditure model, uh, reducing costs for their data center. And support. But there were still reservations and primarily the reservations came around security and not being able to to fully manage themselves and infrastructure. And that created perceived risk with many of the agencies out there. So given that, the initial workloads that we saw organizations, agencies start to move into were low-hanging fruit, fairly risk-limited solutions such as backup and DR, or just lifting and shifting existing solutions and putting them into cloud where they could get immediate value from the cost reductions. And that worked pretty well over the last couple of years. Fast forward to today, uh, where we see actually agencies have gotten significant benefits, significant cost benefit by moving to that new model, being able to buy just what they need, being able to right-size their consumption of computer storage. In addition, we, we rarely hear discussions or concerns about perceptions on security anymore. Most organizations have come to understand that security in the cloud is as, if not greater, than what they could have achieved themselves on-premises in their own data centers out there. And when you look at the advancement of other things like the compliance frameworks out there, such as FedRAMP, the ability for agencies to feel more confident about doing more aggressive things in the cloud has grown significantly over the last four years. So what we see with that is a, is a shift over to not just the low-hanging, lightweight workloads into the cloud, to much more focus on the mission-critical, business-critical systems that run those agencies. And, and that's a good thing because that's really where they're going to see the greatest value in the cloud for whatever mission they're trying to support. I have a good example on this too. So uh, several years ago, a uh, large agency, FINRA, was moving to the cloud. And originally their catalyst for that was data center consolidation, moving to cloud to reduce costs. And they saw the benefit of that. The estimates were early on were $20 million per year they were saving in their cloud migration. That was great. And that benefits continued to go into the future. However, the next iteration of value for them came when they took the cloud to the next level and started iterating on the technologies and innovating leveraging cloud technologies, such as the serverless architecture. So AWS is something called Lambda that allows organizations to build serverless applications out there. And by doing so, they took not only the benefits they had originally, but they increased their cost efficiency by a factor of two. And on top of that, their prior response rate for their validation queries that they had to do was between three and seven minutes, depending on the load of the system. Using the new architecture, the response time is under a minute under any load. So the initial value they got out of cost benefit was great, but the real value they're seeing now is a fundamental change in how well their solutions run, how agile they can be in meeting their mission goals. And that's the big changer that agencies are seeing today and what we're seeing driving adoption now nowadays in cloud. Well, thanks for sharing that example. Ankar, back to you. Let's talk a little more deeply about what you see as the pros and cons of taking a modular approach versus a more full-scale IT modernization strategy. And, and given the benefits of choosing a modular approach, why do you think more agencies aren't taking advantage of it? So I think a couple of reasons why. Another really great question, Wyatt. First one is, this is new stuff for agencies a completely new way of working. It's a new way of, you know, developing and operating. And so, you know, we have the fusion of development and operations happening from an IT perspective. DevOps is new. And while it's been adopted by industry quite a bit, it hasn't 
made its way in full form into the public sector. And so there's a maturity curve in terms of really figuring out the foundational aspects of how you develop, how you migrate, and then how you operate. And so in the public sector space, at the front end of that adoption curve, where agencies are starting to develop these core competencies, we have entities out there like Amazon Web Services that are making it very easy for you know, traditional on-premise you know, folks that do development and do operations to come on board. They have certifications where you can become a DevOps certified engineer, understand the AWS landscape, and get an appreciation for, again, using design thinking, how to work in this new environment under the guise of, of time to value and economies of scale. The other thing that's really pushing this forward in terms of a strategy is the development methodology that's being used, which is agile. And the agile methodology is really key because it talks about rapid iteration of development cycles and the cloud is a catalyst for DevOps. In terms of why hasn't this modular approach been well adopted right now, I'll tell you, it's not adopted because it's new. And so we're starting to see more and more adoptions. I think Dan would share in the sentiment that workloads are moving at a much faster pace, I'd arguably say in the public sector at an exponential pace into you know, AWS, for example. That said, it's change. It's different. And change brings with it a certain amount of pain, you know, a certain amount of risk. And it brings with it, again, from a perception perspective, a certain amount of cost. Well, you know, when you go into a cloud computing environment such as AWS, you're actually de-risking a lot of the challenges that you have with a traditional on-premise type deployment. You have baked in redundancy, baked in managed service, things like RDS on the back end. You have serverless computing containerization that's happening. And so it really provides for a very simple and economical way to run your applications, modernize them, and reimagine them in service of not just the agency's mission, but also the, the end public, depending on the agency that we're talking about. A lot of these applications were coded in the 70s and 80s. Very few are actually coded in the 90s. And so, you know, the time is right to not only move to the cloud, but also reimagine citizen services and look at the whole portfolio of applications that these agencies have and modernize them using design thinking principles. Well, Dan, from your perspective, let me ask you the same question. Given the benefits of choosing a modular approach to migrating to the cloud, why do you think more agencies aren't taking advantage of it? And do you feel like government agencies have some additional hurdles to overcome compared to what you're seeing in the private sector? Definitely. And the good news is we're already seeing a lot of different cloud adoption models, and we're actually seeing very aggressive adoption across agencies globally. I think today we have in excess of 4,000 government agencies running on AWS, which is great. Those of us who are in the business and those of us who are citizens want to see more. They want to see our governments move faster and, and adopt newer technologies and be more innovative. And there are some obstacles that are unique to the public sector that do create some challenge. The prevalence of legacy systems is greater because they haven't been able to innovate as quickly over the last 20, 30 years or so. I mean, that creates uh, a lot of challenges, not just technical resistance and actually moving them over, but uh, how to manage your personnel, how to manage your people, how to retrain, and helping people feel comfortable and more confident in the cloud infrastructure as they go forward. There are good advancements happening in some of the compliance framework that have come out of FISMA and FedRAMP, DOD, SRG, et cetera. However, many agencies don't have the procurement mechanisms or the budgetary flexibility to adopt or change to a OPREX type of expenditure versus capital expenditure. 
And then beyond that, again, King back on what Ankur was saying, many organizations, they just don't have the skills just yet. They haven't gone through enough uh, of the work to generate the best practices to really know what they're in for. The good news is there are a lot of organizations out there. There's an entire network of partners called the Amazon Partner Network, uh, people who are expert at this. And we have great solutions like Alfresco that people can buy and procure that adhere to cloud best practices already. So the benefit of using the modular type of approach allows you to build those capabilities over time. Many organizations might just go, we're going all in right away. And that's fine, but understand the, the challenge you can have with that. Whereas when you take it incrementally, you can build those skills, you can select the right solutions to maximize the return on your investment and build the learning you're going to need to take on larger projects over time. Finally, I think you'd both acknowledge, as you just did, Dan, that one of the impediments that agencies face in moving to the cloud is is a shortage of knowledgeable talent on hand. How can cloud service providers do more to help agencies streamline their efforts to migrate their applications and data to the cloud? Ankar, let me ask you to take that one first. I think actually it's counterintuitive. And what I mean by that is it's easier to move to the cloud given the talent pool that's out there. You have modern technology, you have modern architecture, and using modern platforms such as Alfresco's, for example, you are future-proofing yourself for the next 10 years. We use open standards modern containerizations that are open by nature. So having a more portable, more open, more easy to work with platform that then runs in a open, portable, highly performant cloud environment is a win-win. The folks that are coming out of college are learning these technologies. They're not learning the technologies like COBOL and Power Builder and things that were in vogue 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. And so the cloud is actually, and this is why it's counterintuitive, is democratizing to a certain extent this entire sphere. And it's really a catalyst for agencies to modernize and to make that modernization less risky and also more economical, as Dan has pointed out, because now you're in an OPEX world rather than a CAPEX world. Your efficiencies and your economies of scale, when you start to do your DevOps processes and you become proficient at those, really to accelerate application development, your uptime, and ultimately your user satisfaction, both inside the agency, we're talking employee engagement, and then outside the agency with partner agencies, as well as the communities at large. Well, I think that's all hopeful message for agencies, actually. I appreciate that. And Dan, just in closing, any additional thoughts? Yeah, several things. One is I see it as the cloud service providers like AWS responsibility to, to educate everybody and really enable everybody along the process. That includes people who are responsible for business planning, the procurement organizations, people who are in charge of operations, as well as the technical, and that's the developers, the IT operators. Beyond that, help everybody understand the policy concerns around cloud, what policies exist, whether it has to do with procurement or compliance or uh, other technical implementation that are inhibitors to cloud adoption or ones that are actually accelerators for cloud adoption and how to work with them to help affect the right policy changes that makes their jobs easier. The other thing that I would say, help educate them on how they could use the opportunity to affect transformational changes. If the plan is just to replicate what you're already doing in the cloud, I would say you're not really thinking enough about the full value that you can get out of it. And maybe it's time to step back and rethink how you're doing things, your solutions, consider different type of solution architectures and providers, and don't put yourself into a box that was created with IT architectures from 20 years ago. 
Well, that's a great point. And in particular, I appreciated your stressing that if you're not taking advantage of the transformational opportunity and moving to the cloud, uh, you may be shortchanging the overall gains that an agency could expect to have. Uh, that's all we have time for today. Ankar and Dan, uh, thank you so much for joining us to talk about improving the way agencies can migrate their data and applications to the cloud. And of course, we'd like to thank the folks at Alfresco for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage of IT modernization and digital transformation in government at fedscoop.com and statescoop.com. This is your host, Wyatt Cash. Thanks for tuning in.